Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, July 27th. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy New MPC does conduct Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast, radio, and other media, you can check our timings at rnlockgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. R.K.? RK? Okay. Sri Krishna? Uh, hi, I'm Krishna. Uh, I'm currently on uh, H4 visa and I'm expecting a baby in the month of December. And my visa is going to expire uh, on December 29th. Is there any possibility for me to stay for a little longer when my husband leaves USA? Is your husband leaving for uh, for good or, or what is he leaving for? No, he's actually leaving a month before uh, the you know expiry so that he could come back uh, like you know, for in I one forty extension for the next year. So you mean to say six year H one B is expiring? Yes, yes. Okay. yes. It is expiring I want you on to do, I want you to because you are in the very late stage of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It is not advisable, I think, so according to the doctors, for you to travel. I want you to apply for the B two visa, mm-hmm. and then stay and until the baby becomes better, then you can travel outside the country if you want to. Okay, uh, because my husband is leaving a month earlier and I would be staying for the whole six years term. Will I be allowed when I want to come back to the USA? Six years term is only for your husband, not for you. And by the way, once you apply for the B2, you are on B2, so you're fine. You're allowed to come back. So if, if, if he's, he goes outside, he comes inside and you stayed a certain period of time. It's only his period that counts, not your period. Okay. Okay, so in my change of status application, do I need to specify like, you know, the reason for my overstay? Yeah, you're not overstaying. That's number one. Okay. Um, yes, uh, you should specify. What, what's the reason why you're staying in this country? You, your H4 has expired. Okay. You should registration. Here is my medical records. And I don't think my doctor said I cannot travel at this point of time. That's the reason I want to stay in this country. Okay, for that, I need to get a doctor's letter from the doctor? They will normally issue the letter, especially they will not tell you to an eight-month-old uh, lady, eight-month pregnant lady to travel. I think so. They will issue a letter. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Aman. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I just received my EAD and AP, and I've got an offer from the new employer. They're also preparing my file for an H-1 transfer. Right. My 
485 was filed last August with July 2010 as priority on EB2. I wanted to know, can I just switch on EB, uh, EAD? Is there a risk as the new employer's attorney, they file for my H1 and eventually probably they said it will take a couple of months for them. So any uh, risk to my green card? Do you have your I-140 approved? Yes, it was approved in 2017. Okay, when you say risk, you mean there is always a risk. Uh, there is no guarantee for you until you become a U.S. citizen. Um, so I would say the risk percentage is very, very, very low. Okay. Okay. But it does not tamper my I-485 or anything if I move at this stage on the EAD to the new employer, right? No, it does not. I would okay. recommend that you file a 485J supplement as soon as possible. But it's not an absolute essential thing. I would strongly recommend to file for it for J supplement. And that supplement, J, would it go along with my H-1B or it can be filed No, it's, it's, it's a separate application. Okay. They don't make much money on the 485J supplement. That's the reason they don't file. I don't know okay. why they don't. But I don't know is... why they file. I don't know they file, why they file the H-1Bs though when you have an okay. EAD. I okay. don't understand that. All right. No, because I insisted, like, you know, just as a, you like, you know, safety net. It's not a safety net. Let me tell you one thing. With mm-hmm. the H-1B, you're at 5% risk. Without the H-1B, you're at 0.5 risk. You may ask me the question, why with the H-1B you're at risk? Your H-1B right. can be denied for specialty occupation. Your H-1B can be denied because the end client doesn't have the proper letter. Your H-1B can be denied for, and once the H-1B has been filed, you're restricted to one particular location though. So, and every time you go outside the country, mm-hmm. uh, every time you go outside the country, you have to get the stamping. I mean, these are all the risks associated with H-1B. I don't know why people like it. It just doesn't make oh, any okay. sense to me. So then- uh, I give a, you are 10 times higher risk of uh, losing the status because you applied for H-1B. Oh, is it? Okay. So if I move, switch on EAD, then also you would suggest filing a supplement J, right? 485 supplement? Yeah, mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. Thank you. I'm, I'm not telling there is no risk involved in a, right. uh, by moving on to EAD, but the risk is 0.5%. If it's a H1B, it's 5%. Next person. Got please. it. Okay. Siva? Hi, Rahul. Thanks for giving the opportunity. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Rahul. So, uh, my wife, when she is coming back from India, she is on H1 and, uh, she got barred for five years. And, uh, uh is there any option that uh, I can get her on H4 visa? Uh, we As, need to look into the reason why she got barred. Uh, the proper documentation is not provided by. Her. I need to look into the sheet that has been provided to her at the airport. I don't trust what you say. I need to look into what they said. Okay. okay. So you have to make a consultation and then have to get it. I would recommend either Stephen Brown or Christina Hernandez in our office. Okay. I'll reach out to them. Thank you. Varun? Varun? Mahinder? Hello. Hi, Reddy. Uh, thanks for uh, taking this call. I have a quick question, like we are applying for immigration, like green card for my parents and uh, their status is ending on August 11th. And uh, do we have to apply 
I-130, I-485 along with the visa extension or just the I-130 and I-485? Uh, if you're going to file before the I, uh, I-94 expires, you don't need to file an I-539. Okay. Uh, we are planning to, we don't need to file extension. And the other question I had is, if there is any... Not only you should not, not only you don't need to, you should not, because that's contradicting. One application saying that they want to stay temporarily, one application saying they want permanently stay. So they're contradicting. So as long as the timestamp says before the expiry date, that should be good. Is that right? If the filing of I-485 and I-130 before the expiration, they're good. And do you have to update medicals along with it or we can defer it for later point of time? That's up to you. Okay. Thank you. That helps. Thank you very much. Jasmine? Hey Rahul, thank you for taking my call and I have been trying for a while. I have a little bit peculiar case. Uh, me and my husband, we both have been here on TN visa. We're Canadian citizens, but born in India for last long time. And then I stayed on my TN and then my husband applied for his H-1B and the priority date is November 2014. We applied for adjustment of status in November 30th last year. Right now, um, the fingerprints have been taken, but there's no EAD. And I am kind of in a weird situation because my TN runs out in end of September and uh, I can't renew my TN and I don't have an EAD. What are my options? Uh, What we do is uh, give me one second, okay? Give me one second. While the extension is pending. Extension is pending for? You can work. Is it right? For the TN extension. Yes, I could work, but my TN is going to expire and end of September. So I recommend, I recommend that you file an extension. You disclose them. You disclose them that you have filed the 485 application. Okay. Okay. And once you get an EAD, you would draw the TN extension. Great. That would work. And if I'm getting a new job offer, should I just apply with a new TN visa through the lawyer saying and disclosing that I have applied for 485? I would stay away from moving the jobs if you pass. You can right now. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Th- Thank, Thank you. you for all your help. I have been listening to your information for so long. I had no idea how the green card process works, but just listening to you, I, it was big help. Thank you. Thank you very much, ma'am. Next person, please. Ram. Yeah, hello. Hello, Rahul Garu. Thank you for taking this call. Mm-hmm. I have one question. My priority date is in July 2020, uh, 2010. Okay. If I want to, I already have my EAD and uh, EAD and AP. If I want to change my com, uh, change company now, do I have to restart the whole uh, green card process all over again with the new company? 
you, your I one forty is already approved, is right? You are an EB two, I guess. Yeah, actually, I have my I one forty under EB two approved back in twenty eleven, and the new I one forty, which is a downgrade application, which I'm not worried about, it is still pending though. What do you mean you are not worried about? Well, I mean my EB EB two, my dates are current in EB two, right? July twenty ten. No, so, but you filed four eight five EB three, is right? No, I filed my four eight five under EB two. Okay. So why did so you that, file a downgrade application now? I just thought I, you know, I can use it as a safety net, but then thing, you know, date started moving much faster than I initially expected. So I thought, uh, you know, I mean, right now I, okay, I, don't I got really the point. Worry so, about so, 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 yeah, I need to know why you're not worried about, okay. I, so the underlying I-485, you file with EB2, is that right? Yeah, right. And what is your priority date? 2010 July. Okay. 12, 12 years ago almost. Got it. So yeah, you can change the job. You don't have to go through the labor and I-140. They just need to file a 485J supplement. Okay. And then it will be just carried over to the new company. You're right. Oh, okay. That's great. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Megha. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for giving us an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I asked uh, uh, one of the related questions earlier in one of the call and I have a subsequent question. So mm-hmm. my priority date is 2nd April 21. I-94 is expiring on 3rd December 21. And because I cannot go for another H-1B extension. Wait, wait, wait. What is the priority date? Uh, 2nd April 21. So you mean to say... They just filed the labor certification right now for you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And my uh, I-94 is expiring 3rd December uh, 21, <coughs> means this year. So because I cannot file for H-1B extension till the time my perm is approved or I-140 is approved, so my company gave me a contingency plan to move to Canada. But now seeing the dates of perm processing, we are anticipating that I might get I-140 approved within uh means before december and uh you know i can stay here but now i'm thinking to use this opportunity to move to canada and get pr there and come back after that you know the final intent is to settle in us what is when is your passport visa expiring my my visa is already expired means it's in 2018 means i i'm on means my i-94 keep going so so my final intent is to settle in US, but because I want to use this opportunity to, uh, you know, settle in, uh, to get a PR for Canada as a backup because immigration is a little bit fluid here. So my question is, do you see any issues in coming back on H1B by a counselor processing after say two years, once I get my PR there? No, I don't see any issues. And second is, can I come back with a different company? Means I'll stay with this company for more than 180 days after my 140 is approved. But uh, is it any problem? Means can I come back on the same H1B? Means I don't have to go for lot H1 lottery. Yeah, you could, sorry, you can come back with a different company. You don't have to come back with this company if the I140 is not withdrawn for more than 180 days. Means I, I don't have to go for H1B lottery again, right? No, no, sir. Not in Thank your you. lifetime. Thank you so much, Rahul. I think this is really next person, please. Sri Krishna. 
Yeah, uh, good morning, Rahul. Uh, thanks for giving us this opportunity. I have a quick question. Uh, so this is regarding uh, the job change. So actually, yeah, my uh, date is current now, action dates, but I have a uh, job offer. I'm planning to move to that new role. But that new company is saying that, um, I mean, at this point, like they do not want to, I mean, uh, uh, file AC21 or like 485J. And that they want to do it only if USCIS, uh, USCIS asks for it. Yeah, yeah. So is it? I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm okay going, to, I'm going to take it. I'm going to move it. I'm going to take the job. I'm going to move. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, but again, yeah. So let's say that everything goes fine. No RFE, nothing. If I get a green card, so that green card came because of the 485 of my existing employer. Previous, yeah, previous. Previous employer. And yeah, you yeah. work, you're working with a different employer. Now, you didn't yeah. file a 485J supplement. Will it cause any problem in your green card? Will it cause any problem in your citizenship? Will it cause any problem? Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, no problem, no. sir. Okay. So then can I just ask them, like, uh, I mean, only if there is, I mean, but again, yeah, they are insisting that if there is some issues, yeah, we'll take care. Okay. That's if there is nothing, then I'm, don't worry. That's what they are saying. I, I, I'm going to take the offer if I with you. Okay, sure. Yeah, thank you, sir. I mean, that's what I was waiting for. Next person, please. Shrikar? Shrikar? Hey, Rahul. Yeah. Hey, Rahul. Can yes, you hear me? Yes. Hey, thanks, Rahul, for this call. Uh, I have a, two questions, actually. I think probably this question is more toward the same question as the earlier request. Uh, I applied my 485 in October uh, last year. Same company, uh, same team, but I got promoted to manager role and I have scheduled for August 485. What, what did you schedule? Interview 485. Mm-hmm. I got interview, uh, got it. Scheduled. Got it. So the only thing that changed for me is, uh, I became a manager with the mm-hmm. same team. Uh, nothing changed for me. Is that a problem or? Uh, it's a, since it's a similar profession, it's not a problem. It's a natural increment in the position. Okay. So, uh, and, uh, but did that, are they going to raise any concerns over this that you had reapply any? I have no problem. I've no? never seen any. No. Okay. Thank you. And the second one is after the interview, uh, how quickly we can change the job? You can change it immediately. Immediately. Within one week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Rahul. And if your prior date is, is your prior date, uh, is your prior date current? Yes, yeah, it's current, yeah. I got yeah, EAD. Yeah, they'll give you the green card when you go for the interview. Yeah, the next day you can change the job if you want to. Oh, okay. Great, yeah. Thanks, Rahul. Varma? Hello? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, um, I'm in, I'm, I'm currently living in Canada, uh, from the last two years and I have priority date of uh, EB2, uh, May 2014. So uh, recently I requested my employer, like if he can uh, try to do a downgrade and apply for consular processing. Uh, I, so they, they are trying to check with the lawyer if they can support me because from last two years, I'm not working for them as I'm staying in Canada. So now if they file my consular processing and as you know, like the consular processing, I may get it this year or I may 
get it after some so, years. So why not come here and H1B and do the 485? Because uh, currently I don't have, uh, I tried some few job offers, but they are not uh, letting to, I mean, waiting, uh, I mean, they are not okay, waiting. Okay, go, until go ahead with your question. Go ahead with yeah, your question, so if, with the consular so, processing. So if they file the consular processing with Canada Post and uh, in the next year I'm getting eligible for TN visa because I'm, I'll be becoming citizen. So will it be a problem if the... When my I-485 is in consular processing, if I travel, if I try to travel with the TN or H-1B in the later time. Yes, it will be a problem. Oh, okay. So, uh, I sh- so if that is in processing, I, I will not be allowed to enter in, into US. Yeah, that's right. You will not be allowed to enter into TN visa. You have to pick mom or food. You pick one of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank okay. you. Next person, please. Satya? Hey, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, two questions. Uh, I, I had uh, a priority date in 2016 uh, with an employer A, and after that, uh, in 20, 2019, I moved to employer B. Uh, during that time, uh, once I moved, uh, my employer A withdrawn his 140 application. And uh, now, uh, with the dates getting moved, uh, can I uh, go to employer A? I'm mean, like, can employer A again file the 140 and 485 if the Wait, 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 repeat again, please. You're working with employer B. Your mm-hmm. employer A has an I-140, labor and I-140 approved, is right? Yes. After that, and, uh, after I moved to employer B, uh, employer A withdrawn that uh, 140. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can go back. They can refile the I-140 and the 485 application. They can refile it. Okay. They so can refile the I-140. I- Okay. Is that I need to move to the employer A before filing it? Or you don't have to. You don't have mm-hmm. to. But if if that's their condition, then that's their option. Okay. So that is one question. And the other one is uh, uh, if I am uh, a member of an LLC or like a partner of an LLC, uh, do do I have to specify anywhere in the green card process, the whole green card process that I am a member of So let of me ask you, are you, are you a active member or are you an inactive member of LLC? Uh, I'm like a partner. Like uh, there are a few partners in the LLC. So, okay. Um, you don't have to specify, but I would recommend that you contact a lawyer, though, because you cannot be an active partner on an LLC on a H1B. Okay. When you say active partner, the payroll will be running on those. No, 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 no. Not just that. I, if you don't know what active and inactive is, I want you to consult a lawyer. I don't want to give you an advice in this one minute. But yeah, you can go back. Uh, your old employer can file an I-140 for you. Okay. Even though he has withdrawn. Next person, please. Saurabh? Hi, Rahul. Uh, I am actually, uh, my L1A maxed out 9 13 last year, September 13th. I got a compelling circumstances EAD on September 29th. So working on that, filed uh, I-485 adjustment uh, in November last year. So my question here is, can I, and I have not yet got my EAD of adjustment of status EAD yet. Fingerprints are updated, everything is done, but yeah, not have the EAD yet. Uh, can I, it's been 180 days plus, so can I actually change employer using AC21 or do a... Uh, there are a lot of problems with you. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I, I am right now at this point of time on, I have to admit that I don't have an answer for you actually. Okay. Because if you are in the compelling circumstances, EAD, to my belief, that doesn't count to be a legal status in United States. Mm-hmm. That means that from September onwards to November, when did uh, I was out of status? Onwards? Yeah, I was out of status during that time, uh, but filed 485 using 245K. 245K, you're right. That 245K allows you to have less than 180 days of unlawful, uh, out of status. Then, did you continue working after you filed the 485? Yes. So, so I had my uh, compelling circumstances. No, I know you have the EAD. So I don't have an answer whether you can work on the EAD because are you counting the 180 days if you continue working on the EAD? I can for sure say that if you did mm -hmm. not work, you're fine, but I don't have an answer. You may have got a right advice. I'm just telling, I'm not familiar with it at this time. Okay. Is there any advice if I can connect with a lawyer to understand? If you want to connect with a lawyer, the best lawyer in our office for that is Ryan Vick. R-Y-A-N-W-I-C-K. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Rahul. Okay. Because that's where my problem is, whether or not you can... The 245K allows only six months. Yeah, but that, what I read in USCIS website was and when I filed was that uh, it is it is the date when your 485 is successfully submitted then your 180 days pause there. It pauses as long as you don't continue working on the compelling circumstances. Uh, so let's say let's say for example we don't have compelling circumstances here. Let's say you worked illegally okay and you <laughs> file the 485 it stops it pauses. But if you continue working illegally, then it doesn't pass. Now, I don't have an answer what it is for the compelling circumstances. You see the point? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the okay. best person in, the best person is, I think so, right. the person who got more compelling circumstances EAD in the whole USA, I guess, is only one guy. That's Ryan Wick in our office. So okay. you can contact him. Next person, please. Thanks, Rahul. Rajkumar. Hey, Rahul. Um, it's Raj. Uh, thanks for your time. Rahul, I've got a question about a EB2 to EB3 downgrade. I got my I-140 approved uh, back in 2016, so my priority date is in EB2 January of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my question that I got is with uh, my approval and the downgrade process itself and a follow-up question to that. So I completed a master's in India in 2004, and uh, uh, while I was applying for my for, for I-140, um, the, I got a query saying that the, the master's degree that I got, the received date is, does not match with the date I actually completed my degree because a convocation certificate I got was for a later date. So I had to get a letter from the university stating that the received date is the same as the date I received my degree and that's when they approved the case. Now with the EB2 to EB3 downgrade process, was it going to be the same case? Do I have to supplement that same letter again or? What are your thoughts on that? I won't supplement anything. I'll just file it. I will not do anything. Um, And this problem, what you're speaking about, the convocation certificate, some of the officers are not familiar with the uh, Indian system and they do issue an RFE like that. Uh, I would not submit anything, though, because if they ask, I will submit. I will just submit just to downgrade the application, your master's degree. If they issue an RFE, then I will submit the letter. 
Okay, but you just suggest only submitting the same certificate I submitted for my EB2 application. That's right. The that is right. That is right. They already have a track okay. of your previous RFE. They will have, so when when an officer is adjudicating the current I140, he will look into the previous I140 application. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Thanks, Rahul. Uh, one additional question I got uh, follow-up to that is, Rahul, I know you, you did a commendable job with the birth certificate uh, documentation on your site, and there's a lot of videos that you created on it. But one quick question I had about this late registration birth certificate. Um, I'm trying to collect the documents getting prepared for the October 1st uh, because my most probably the date might become current, 2016 January. So the late registered birth certificate I got was the recent years, like I got it in 2017. Now, um, can I submit my late registered birth certificate with two affidavits? Would that be sufficient for? I would not submit. I would not submit it with the affidavits. I will keep the affidavits. I will not submit it. If they issue an RFE, I will submit it. You have to okay. always leave some room open for them, though. If you submit everything, they issue an RFE, we are doomed. There's nothing to answer at that time. Gotcha. So just a late registered birth certificate for now. If there's any query, then that's when you submit the affidavits. That's right. Next person. Please. Sounds good. Thanks, Rahul. Devarshi. Hi, Rahul. Um, so I've been in the United States on an H-4 visa since I was in second grade, and I recently aged out, so I changed to an F-1. But the thing is, our green card process, like, it's the priority date is current now. And we're about to file the I-485. So we were, just, and this, according to CPSA, my ages is still locked from like before 21, before I turned 21. So we were wondering if it would be a problem if we file the I-485 now because I'm on an H-1 visa. Uh, how long is uh, I-140 pending of your parents? Uh, the priority date was um, 2011 September. No, how how long was the I-140 pending for your parents? Um, not sure. I remember like there were like that. How long was our I-140 pending? He's uh, the Rahul's asking. How long was our I-140 pending? Uh, since February 25th. Since February 25th of this year. So did he file a downgrade application? Did you file downgrade? Yeah. Yeah, he filed a downgrade. And what what is the priority date? Priority date. September 2nd, 2nd, 2011. Uh, September 2nd, 2011. And why didn't, uh, okay. So, um, so what your question right now is under the CSPA age, you're still not 21. Is it right? Hello? Um, I can't hear this guy. Um, okay. Uh, oh, yes, I'm sorry. Okay, fine. Hi, hi, Mr. Devarsh. Hello? Hi. So, what you're telling me is that you are right now biologically about 21. But yes. according to the CSPA age, you are under 21. Yes. If you file the 485 application since now the final action dates are current, will it cause any problem in you getting the green card? Is right? Yes. Uh, mainly because I'm on an F1 and that's considered a single intent. Yeah. I don't see anything. You can file a 485 application right now. And once you file a 485 application, once you get an EAD, you can kick your H1B out. 
हाँ सॉरी एफ वन आउट थैंक यू वेरी मच राहुल नेक्स्ट पर्सन प्लीज इन द लास्ट पर्सन टूडे ओके स्नेहा हाय राहुल राहुल माय हस्बैंड वाज इन एच फोर हियर एंड बट ही वाज एच वन बी आउट ऑफ कैप एलिजिबल सो बाय द एंड ऑफ जून हिज एच वन बी वाज फाइल्ड एंड इट वाज अप्रूव्ड आल्सो but when we got the i797 uh, we found that there is a spelling mistake in the surname so the attorney has sent a service request to uscis to get it corrected but that it seems would take a month for us to get the corrected i797 now before this h1 was filed uh, and you know this process started and all we had filed for his h4 extension also and the biometrics happened in march uh, so now my question is should we withdraw the h4 extension since the h1b is approved uh, did you apply for a ead along with the h1b or just that says just the h4 he applied yes just the h4 yeah i would withdraw the h4 uh, should we wait till we get the updated i797 or shall no no needed he is working right now is right uh, he is not working yet because we did not apply for the ssn with this uh, you know this surname mistake Uh, our attorney said, "Let's send it back to USCIS, get it corrected, and then you file for the SSN." No, <laughs> start working. The other way, the other way is that you, the other way is that he can always go outside the country and come back in. There are But different ways. But even with the surname problem, would they when they check the passport and the name does not What's match? What's my all surname, Sneha? Sorry. What is my surname? Ready. <laughs> no, you're absolutely wrong. Oh, it is not that okay. No, it's Rahul actually. Okay. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Rahul is my family name. Uh huh. It's not my name. It runs okay. in my family. Okay. Rahul is not my name. My name is Venkat. Uh huh. So, so we can go for so, the to the SSN office to get the SSN also. Uh, yeah, you can try to look into it. It's an error. So okay. just because one word something is missing your trouble look at me I'm living with my last name forever <laughs> then I decided not to change it later on boy that yeah everybody got used to it by changing all right all right so then we can we'll go ahead and yeah ask and we have to withdraw the h4 we just need to give the h4 that notice that we got the receipt number and that's the biometrics right. that's right that's right okay and it's just and I will start things. working I will start working though I will not wait because once you apply the social security number you can start working all right okay thanks a lot rahul that helps thank you guys the next conference will be tomorrow at 4:30 and don't forget that we do have a youtube live between 5 and 6 today thank you rahul thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day